Welcome back to West Coast Mix and Bounce. I'm their co-host, Marks, and I'm with... Leslie Torres. West Coast Bounce is brought to you by the new rebranded LAFB Network, the destination for lost football. If you're looking for any specials, we're still working on those, but just stick with us. Uh, and with that, we're going to hop right into it. Um, NBA season is rolling, rolling forward. Yes. And the West is looking pretty pretty steady, I think, since the last time we talked, except for one team, but we'll get there. Um, but first, I'm going to hit it off with the Lakers, and they're sitting 19-3, and and the best in the West right now, and I'm embarrassed for myself because I was like, I was like, oh, maybe I'm a little overplayed. I was, I was kind of shaky, you know. <laughs> I didn't really believe that they were gonna do so well, but now I'm like, I'm convinced. Like, do you think you're convinced? Because I feel convinced. <laughs> I, you know, I was gonna jump on that bandwagon that maybe they did have a really, really easy start of the season. But with the last few games, when they beat the Nuggets and they beat the Jazz, both away from home, I think that mm -hmm. they are the real deal. And, I mean, it's kind of like we if we go back to that one podcast when I was like, how, are you gonna, how is LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the team going to be an underdog or be looked away upon? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> there's no reason to not to – not qualify them as contenders and look at them now they're leading the NBA as well I think they're tied with the Milwaukee Bucks for the first place so yeah I mean they have what it takes and I feel like it's barely the beginning of the season so it can only just get better or worse but from what it looks like it can definitely get a lot better um, defense has really been I think the factor for the Lakers when they play well Definitely. enough defense you can see um, them actually thrive and get big wins by like a big differential unlike when their defense is lacking then it's like oh they don't look like that Lakers squad that everybody you know the whole NBA should be worried about or warned about but I feel like it's yeah. taken a turn recently their defense is getting back on track and um, yeah I feel like it's the real deal <laughs> how about yourself yeah definitely i mean what saying is definitely correct and the number wise i mean one of the craziest stats that i've seen in this past week is that both lebron james and davis played against the nuggets for the same amount of time 37 minutes got the same amount of points 25 points um and then lebron had nine assists i think davis had one so it's that they're really clicking. Like, they really have a chemistry going. And to see that LeBron James can actually sit on the bench and be comfortable and give his shoes away to kids when a game is not even over yet mm -hmm. explains how not just comfortable he is where they are, but they're, they're also still hungry because 
obviously we're going to get to the Clippers, but I think the Clippers are more comfortable than hungry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Lakers are showing that, no, we're serious. We want to win. Like, we're not just facing on the team or, you know, a small, tiny error um, period of a of a franchise that's going to stick in your mind for just a second. Like, no, we're actually here to win this and uh, do big things. And I think if they keep going steady like this, just the chemistry and especially staying healthy, because right now everybody's healthy. Mm-hmm. They have everybody. And that's definitely a big factor. It's always a big factor in basketball. You know, if one of your people are hurt, you know, it kind of tips the boat just a little mm-hmm. bit. So I think uh, as long as they stay healthy, because right now they have Rondo back. He's playing well. He had 11.6 rebounds, six assists against the Nuggets. Um, and you have Dwight. He's playing well. Rondo also have 14, 12, and 9 against the Jazz. So he's he's really sticking to that guard position. Then you have a, another guard and Danny, Danny Green. You know, mm-hmm. so these are all really healthy players, and they're all contributing to the team equally. And you can tell that they're, they're playing with this just fun kind of free-spirited confidence. Um, and then you have younger players like Cabo Pope, that's uh, stepping up and, you know, Kuzma is not taking the biggest lead <laughs> that I think people expected him mm-hmm. to take. But um, I think looking at it overall, from my opinion, is that, you know, I think he's probably still trying to f- find his spot, you yeah. know, on the team right now because he was out for so long. And you have all these, you know, you have LeBron with Davis now. And you have Kuzma making a name for himself, and you have Dwight making a name for himself, and now it's kind of like he has to like stumble back in and figure out where he fits into all of this. And uh, he's five of twenty-one in his last three games, and he's only played fifty-seven minutes. So it's like he—he's not getting a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. He's getting a little few points here and there, a little splish splash, but uh, not the regular Kuzma we're we're used to seeing. I would definitely say. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. His playing has been inconsistent, and I I don't know. I don't want to like give him an excuse, but he's had a couple of rough months. He's been in and out of injuries, and so he hasn't been able to find like a rhythm within himself. And I think the consistency yeah. is key. You know, um, when he was with Team USA, he got like his leg injury or he re hurt a previous injury or something like that. Then he came back with the Lakers. He finally played. He got his eye poked and then he was out and then he yeah. wasn't playing well. And then his he has like an ankle sprain here and there or I have no idea. But he just he's just not consistent and he hasn't been able to kind of settle in and be that kind of player or that at least that role player that the Lakers want him to be like that third guy and so I think um that hasn't helped him in his own personal game and it hasn't helped the Lakers either just because if he lacks on defense then that means there's like one guy less defending on the floor and not in last night's game against the Jazz his defense was great his offense was pretty great too so he had a he had one of his better games last night but I think it's just consistency you you can't have one good game and then go on and like not play defense in the next couple of games 
and then like start to shoot bad and then start to shoot you know they need someone they can trust and who's going to be there to be you know that third guy that they want him to be and if you're not going to step up and play consistently that spot's not going to open up for him but i think um it all starts with defense and i can tell that when he starts to play defensively better his offense gets like you know it gets going he finds a rhythm and um, I think he just needs to find like a spot where he's good defensively. And I would suggest, I don't know. Well, like you said, he hasn't played enough minutes. But I think coach needs to play him a little bit more just so he can get into rhythm. And I know mm. it's like a circle because like, okay, we're going to play him more. But if he sucks, then what do we do? We can't just keep playing him until we lose. So it's like yeah. there has to be a moment for Kuz for for his consistency to come back. And I think, like you said, that kind of starts with looking with the players around him. He has LeBron James. He has Anthony Davis. What better players to learn from, especially Anthony Davis on defense. He's been playing so well. Already making like mm-hmm. his early <laughs> defensive player of the year kind of candidacy made. <laughs> and so, I mean, he can learn definitely from them. And the Lakers have so much more left of the season to go, but it's a good start. Kuzma just needs to be consistent. <laughs> and, you know, you never know. Maybe that's just kind of the role that he falls into, kind of like a six-third man. <laughs> like, he's, yeah. he's supposed to be, like, their, you know, number three to their makeshift big three, but maybe that just gets split up amongst the team and he does what he can when he when he can because I feel like he was still a clutch player, you know, last season, and maybe he'll just be clutch when it's absolutely necessary. So it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see how his role kind of plays out, and you know if he even decides to stay with the Lakers. But we got a little minute to decide that. And then, <laughs> like you said, you know, Davis is doing really well. Um, opponents, a really good stat that I read up on was that opponents are shooting thirty seven percent when they're. A- in his vicinity so that's like the second lowest in the nba so he's definitely making a statement for uh defensive player of the year no baskets are going through him (laughs) yeah basically and oh 2.7 blocks per game too so he's he's definitely dominating on the court i mean he is probably i think the best move the the most impactful move that happened in the NBA this season mm-hmm. because I really think he's making like all of the difference for the Lakers. Of course, you got LeBron James, but he was already, you know, yeah. a stable component to them. They just needed that somebody else. So that other superstar that LeBron has been waiting for for 17 years. But, <laughs> you know, I'm just a little, I'm just a bitter LeBron fan. You know, who am I? It's finally here. <laughs> the moment is here. No, yeah, I, I agree. There's like Anthony Davis is like so talentful, like so much talent in just one person but the whole squad as a whole it's like they have their moments they have their talents like you mentioned Danny Green like he's gonna be a sharp shooter for the team when they need him Anthony Davis is there for defense and like everything else because he's so good <laughs> um Dwight Howard has kind mm-hmm. of exceeded expectations um like you said KCP as well he was not off to a good start but now has kind of flipped 180 and it's like okay he can be that guy that can make a shot now and can hold some defensive players down I don't know but you know it has kind of switched and conversations of whether 
this Lakers squad is just great talent or is there any um, merit to coach Frank Vogel's coaching? I think he's doing a great job. I mean, he has been able to find a rhythm with these players. I mean, I almost forgot that, you know, we hadn't heard the coach's name associated with the Lakers all season after he was hired. Nobody really... He wasn't really in any headlines, you know, people weren't saying, oh, the Lakers are doing so well, thanks to Coach Vogel. No, they were like, oh, LeBron and AD. So it was more a player focused on their success, but all around, you have to have a staff, you have to have uh, coaches to, you know, delegate somewhat. Um, And he, I'm sure at least the he draws up plays <laughs> yeah. if he's not actually sitting, motivating the team, talking with them. But I believe he's doing all of that. And he, I think he got a little, not lucky per se, but he fell into a good spot where he already had these players that were excited to play with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So he already had half the battle. He didn't have to get through the whole preaching of chemistry and working together. He was just kind of like, Y'all know how to play. Here's some stuff. Go out and be on to the world. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the real test is going to be when they're in crunch time and they haven't really, I don't know. I feel like they haven't been under a super amount of pressure. Usually they recover. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they only have three losses. So <laughs> um, we'll see. I think we'll see as the season goes on to see what kind of real coach he is. Yeah. I would say there hasn't been enough, like, moments where his coaching ability could shine. Like, it hasn't been, like, you know, crunch time where a great play needs to be drawn up where we look at a coach for those kind of moments. But I kind of want to say it's both. Um, Maybe, like, on offense, it's more like the talent outweighs the coaching because there's so much great talent. But on the defensive Mm -hmm. end, I can definitely see – Vogel like making an impact and making a difference because if you remember last year with Luke Walton Luke was always preaching defense but like it kind of really never showed and so when Mm -hmm. Vogels was like oh this is going to be like no our mentality we're going to play D and da 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 and then it's actually showing it's like oh okay well maybe he's doing something different that everybody else is getting on board and you, you we saw last two games they kept Utah to 96. They kept the Jazz to 96 points as well, so below 100. So they're kind of they are working with whatever um, Vogel is saying, and the mentality of defense first has kind of been manifesting itself <laughs> so far, so well. Not mm-hmm. all the games, not to its entirety, but I feel like maybe uh, Vogel has made some changes where where defense was not coming through, and then we got like these two last games where defense like was the star of the show. So I think maybe um, he's doing a good job, but like, I agree with you. There's still so much more of the season to come. There's still the playoffs. And that's basically more where the coach's moment is to shine and where talent is just doesn't just win games anymore. So I'm excited to see what the Lakers have in store and if they can just keep up with everybody else. <laughs> uh, they're keeping up with themselves right now because you have the the Clippers sitting right underneath them mm-hmm. in uh, the Western Conference at 16-6, and six, but they don't look anything like how the Lakers look right now as far as 
excitement as far as you know they're very they're a very serious team Mm -hmm. i would say uh and give it that they they've been serious in the past uh before quiet was there but i think quiet has kind of like given this more shadow of seriousness i think it's taken a little sparkle out of the clippers Mm -hmm. which i think is also contributing contributing to the fact that you know they're not 19 and 3 or they're not undefeated because i really thought they were getting undefeated i thought nobody <laughs> was going to beat them yeah. but between the issues with Kawhi's load management and Paul George coming back and they haven't been in a practice together and all this weird wishy-washy topsy turvy stuff like i was like i thought the clippers were going to have an easy under the radar like no that all went to crap basically when i heard that doc rivers like oh well they haven't practiced together yet i from what i gathered is like they haven't practiced on the same team together so they've always played uh against each other they just haven't practiced like together in the same team but i mean it's still that's crazy because it just shows how much talent Kawhi and Paul George both have that they don't really need to play with one another to play with one another, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of agree with you that there's, I don't know, there's something different about the Clippers this season. And I kind of feel like it's taken, um, it's, it's kind of taking like a Lakers kind of turn to it where, you know, if the Lakers are like not winning, it's like the worst situation in the whole wide world. And so maybe with yeah. the Clippers being how you said sixteen and six, there's a lot of people going. Well, maybe they're not the best, or maybe they're not going to win, or who's, or you know, all this load management stuff. Everything else is taking the headlines, except the actual mm-hmm. team playing. So it's kind of taking like I feel like in the Lakers kind of vibe, like how how it's been in the past years. But if we focus yeah. more on basketball, they have pretty uh, like we've mentioned before, they have a really solid squad. Their load management has kind of been in the headlines. But do you think that it puts more pressures on other players like Lou Williams and Montresel Harrell that are not taking games off? Do you think it hurts the maybe the chemistry, the team chemistry, or just the whole the team as a whole? Yeah, I think a little bit of yes and a, a, a little bit of no because, you know, the Clippers really opted into a good deal that, and in the fact that they didn't really have to give up many of their players that were already on the team mm-hmm. and already knew each other, have played with each other, know you know, uh, have already found that chemistry on the court. So they didn't add as many new pieces as you know, say the Lakers who basically started from scratch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, kind of built their team within a few weeks. But, you know, the Clippers already had, like, a general foundation, and they only had to implement Kawhi and uh, Paul George. But granted, those are two big talents that have to share the ball. And and right now, their team is undefeated when they're both on the court. Mm -hmm. So imagine, you know, if this whole health or knee, or whatever you want to call it with Kawhi, whatever the situation is at the moment to keep him off the court. Imagine if that, you know, plays out in the long run, that he actually goes longer, successful stretches. Because it's not like, like you said, like, there's stuff overshadowing. But, I mean, Paul George is, 
is averaging 23, a little over 23 uh, points a game. And Kawhi is averaging a little over 20, 25 points in 16 games. So it's like they're putting up stats. They're, they're working together. They beat the Wizards 150 to 125. And it's, it's the only other 150 game since 1998. Wow. So it's like they are, yeah. So it's like they are really doing things but it's just that we had set our expectations so high and it's just funny because it's literally like the opposite so we set our expectations super high for the clippers and now they're like eh. and we set our expectations super low for the lakers and now we're like oh okay yeah that's <laughs> so, a good point <laughs> uh, exactly so it'll be interesting to see if they either even out or if they like flip flop somewhere between uh when the season is over if they get like you know, one team gets hot, one team gets cold. But if they both successfully grow within the season in a similar pattern, then, man, they're going to be some rivalries <laughs> in L.A. So, like you said, Paul George is doing great. Kawhi is playing great. It's just that they're just, like, I don't know why the story isn't, like, basketball and how they're playing. It's just going to other stuff, which I'm not a fan of because I would prefer, like you said, just two great teams going head to head, you know, playoff mode. Like that's what I look forward to. And um, you know, I guess the load management. Have you gotten used to it? I'm already used to it. It is what it is, I guess. If it doesn't hurt <laughs> the other Clippers players and they're yeah. on board, I guess so. I don't know. But um yeah, I the Clippers have talent as well. I I, I feel like they have a few injuries so far so it's like not they haven't been totally healthy Kawhi has taken days off because he's not totally healthy either so that could probably be you know why their record isn't showing what we kind of expected but they're still a solid squad and it's still gonna be a good game and I'm looking forward to Kawhi going back to Toronto and playing against the Raptors which is coming up which I'm excited Mm -hmm. for yeah that's definitely gonna be um interesting to see but Spurs fans still feel animosity but uh apparently there there's always the other side you know that say I mean he was a Spur and he helped us win so (laughs) it's gonna be interesting I think Toronto is gonna love him first off they're Canadians and Canadians are already (laughs) better than Americans I'm not gonna lie just starting off I feel like they'll do like a whole standing ovation with the dedication a video like I feel like it's gonna be super humble and they have to yes uh, (laughs) like you know so I think it's gonna be good uh it's gonna be competitive still because Toronto's surprisingly still doing really well very well it's definitely gonna be competitive maybe a close game and maybe go to like overtime or something we'll see I'm excited (laughs) for that I'm excited for that and then he's also gonna get his ring finally so that's gonna be cool to watch um another team that is hopefully trying to go into the playoff run are the Phoenix Suns. Uh, so they have usually not been part of our podcast because they don't usually play well and there's nothing much to say. But this mm-hmm. season they started playing well. They were off to a great start. And now they've kind of just um, started losing again. So what do we think? Is this just injuries starting to pile up and sus- suspensions? Or is it was their beginning start a fluke? Will they be able to get it all together again? Yeah, I think they kind of just fizzled out a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. they 
they were going, going, going and surprising people for a little bit of a streak. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just kind of like, all right, they just kind of like leveled off. Uh, right now they're 9 and 11, so they do have a losing record now. Um, but it seems like everybody's pretty much doing what they were doing before. Mm -hmm. um, Devin Booker is averaging 24 points and six assists. Um, but there is a shortage outside of him. Because everyone else besides Booker is averaging less than 18 points a game. And I feel like for a team to be successful, you need at least two players that are averaging over 20 points a game or at least 19.5. You know, the yeah. next one under, uh, I believe it's 18.5 and um, bring his name to my mind. But basically like the second player to Booker uh, on the Suns. Yeah, they, they've been on a few three-game losing streets. They've been on two. Um, and it's it's just all over the place. At home, away, it doesn't matter. They yeah. just kind of like go on these little losing spouts. Uh, and sometimes it'll be close and sometimes it'll be a little further out. I think recently it's been the, decided by a few points or less. Right now they're playing the the Pelicans and they're up four and hmm. minutes left in the quarter. So they're, they're playing it really close, I feel like. And a lot of little nooks and crannies to figure out. And I think they'd be a good team without like a, a big superstar. Mm -hmm. It's just that the team is still very young and to come off one of the worst league records uh, in the season last year back and expect to, you know, I don't know, go undefeated or something. It's not, it's not yeah. realistic. They are doing better, which is good because yeah. they could be doing worse. You know, they could have a worse record than they had last year. <laughs> yeah. To add to your point, they are doing way better than last year. So maybe that's where our shot came in. I feel like it's just maybe their defense is what's struggling because if I'm going through here, they're still the um, ranked secondly for assists, having 27.7 per game, and um, they're fourth in turnovers. So what I think is happening mm -hmm. is that their defense is ranked really low. They're they are ranked 24th out of 30. So they're struggling on defense. They're also struggling. They don't have major players. I think Ricky Rubio has missed a couple games. Um, they don't have Aaron Baines. DeAndre Aiden is out for suspension. And so that, like you said, it only leaves Devin Booker and maybe Kelly Oubre Jr. to like come up with points. And they're young. They don't have that much experience within them. And it's not going to come through every game. And I also, to add to your point, they've... They haven't gotten blown out like we've usually seen them get blown out. You know, like the Suns are usually the yeah. easy, easy team to beat. But this year, they've only lost um, four games by double digits, which is like so much different. And like you said, right now, they're up against the Pelicans. So I feel like it's been a different start of the season compared to what we always see with the Suns. They are getting better. They just have to work on their defense, I think, because that's what's maybe stopping them. And if they work on their defense, they will kind of not. It will. It won't be a fluke. It'll. It'll just be them getting better and kind of learning from each other and getting their their vibes. And then when everybody's back from injury and suspensions, they can like start to get better together. No, definitely makes sense. And um, one team that we did not talk about yet was the Warriors, and you know, <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> 
<laughs> where where their season is going. So we don't have much to say about them, but I did get to see a, a glimpse of Draymond Green's jersey being retired mm-hmm. at Michigan State, and I was like super emotional, and I loved every moment of it. You know, he was super humble and proud. He was like, it was my dream to come to Michigan State. And mm-hmm. I, I, I did more than that. You know, I left a legacy and Clay came and Coach came and it was just a whole lot of feels. It was so many <laughs> Yeah. Everybody was out there showing support. It was crazy. You know, at least they all can come together for that moment. And it was kind of nice to see somebody like Especially a Draymond Green, as we all know him to be, like, very, like, defensive and, like, in your face and with, like, I don't really give a damn attitude. And for him to be, like, this vulnerable and, like, showing, like, appreciation and, like, it was just a great moment. And I guess that's, like, probably the only great thing coming from the Warriors so far this season. <laughs> I'm so mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they needed a little upper, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> so this is it. Everybody needs like a little. That was that was their little up moment. That was a little motivation for them to keep pushing, pushing forward. But um, I think it was good to see not not just for them, but for the public to see that them their teammates and that organization like supports each other like as a real family. I thought that was pretty cool that they emphasized that feeling. Yeah, the thick and thin. The Warriors have always given off like a player first kind of vibe. And so it wouldn't surprise me that they've done all this and that all his teammates went out or most of them went out to support him during this moment. So, I mean, at least things are looking up from there for the Warriors. (laughs) Well, that's all for today's episode. That was West Coast Mix and Bounce with Leslie Torres and Bronna Marks. And we will be going on a holiday break. So make sure you stay tuned January 2020 for all new episodes and more NBA talk.